everybody. Welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 168. I hope everyone had an amazing Memorial Day weekend. I had a good one. And um, I want to talk about this pool party that I went to. It was a good time. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I, I I always spot something. I'm always observing something. And you know how... You're at a pool party, right? You wear pool party attire. Hello? You are wearing clothing that is pool party appropriate. What I never understood is, here's the thing. I think, you know, sure, everyone has their own insecurities. Um, Not everyone is as comfortable with their bodies as I feel like they should be. Like, I feel like ultimately you should own your body. You know, like, regardless if you're of a bigger size, of a teeny-weeny petite size, whatever that looks like, own it. It's yours. And I just find it so interesting when when I'm at a pool party and I see people around me, like, covered up, like, straight up. And mind you, let me tell you what I was wearing. So I arrived with, initially I was thinking, okay, maybe I should wear my bathing suit underneath my clothing, but I just don't like that tightness feeling for so long. Because, you know, with the bra, I already don't wear bras like that anyway. So wearing a, a you know, a swimsuit bra is is a little restrictive. And it's just, it's just annoying. If I don't have to wear it until I wear, go into the water, then I'm not going to wear it. So that's how I feel. So I, and especially because the, the drive to this party was about 35 minutes I was not going to wear a, a swimsuit bra in the car. For, like, what are we doing? I'll change there. I'll change there. So anyway, what I had on was this cotton. And cotton is actually very breathable in the in the heat, so it's fine. But I had this white cotton, two-button, buttoned-up um, shirt. Okay, there's more buttons to it, but I only buttoned two, two buttons. And my my shorts, my denim shorts. Um, okay, cool, because I'm going to change and wear my swimsuit attire, which is a bikini, two-piece. Like, everything's out, right? Like, aside from my pussy being out, like, you know, and my breast being out, (laughs) but, like, it's a two-piece. I just don't, I don't like covering up. What does that mean, Maxine? I just don't care. I feel like, ultimately... If we're in an environment where you're technically supposed to be halfway naked, then I'm going to be halfway naked throughout, right? So when I step out of the pool to walk towards the the grill, I'm going to still be in my swimsuit attire. I'm not going to suddenly put on a full-piece suit and, you know, walk towards the food just because, oh, I'm not in the water anymore, it's just interesting to me. There's uh, someone I saw who had on a full, like, very nice outfit, but it was these these pants and a long sleeve top, and apparently it was a swimsuit. And I'm just thinking, like, oh, that's interesting. And it's really not a swimsuit. Like, you know, there are some swimsuits where the top is is a crop top, right? So you show your belly, um, you show your stomach. Um, but everything else is like covered, 
you have it's a long sleeve and it's just it's for the most part conservative but it's still sexy in a way if you wear a high-waisted bikini or you know high-waisted under not underwear but you know a bikini um bottom and I think she had a bikini bottom underneath the the pants that she wore but she didn't take it off she went into the pool with it it's like okay what do you care what I care about is just, I like to look at how people are and how people are in just environments where I feel like you should just be your natural self right like just like natural like you should just like be okay with your body it's just so interesting to me so yeah she was in the water and just <laughs> I don't I just I just don't get I don't get it, I don't get it, I don't get it. some people were there um didn't want to go in the pool. It took forever to go in the pool. It was like pulling teeth. Like, oh, who's going to show their bathing suit first? <laughs> like, who's going to reveal themselves first? It's just very weird. You know, and these are the same people who, some of whom, um, who's very much, he acts like he's very confident. Confident himself. He's like, sensual he'll do these like poses that's like you know i'm i'm that bitch type of type of persona but when it comes to like really just being your full self and being that bitch you're not right like this other person who he went in the water still got his shirt on got a hat on and of course you got your swim your your swim trunks but like Take off your fucking clothes. It's just so weird to me. I just don't want like, it's, it's just as weird as I see people today, today, wearing masks. People today still wearing gloves. People today still covering up because they're afraid of what's out there. It's just like, why are you so scary? Like, why are you so afraid? Why are you walking in fear? Just be yourself. Like it's okay. Like if you have a punch, you have a punch. This this person at the party, she was um, you know, there's food at the party, right? As it should be. It's a it's a pool party. It's you gotta have food when you're ga- having a gathering, right? Um, we all just finished eating. Of course, we're at a pool party, so some of us may already have like our bikinis on, and our stomach is exposed. And so after you eat a meal, typically you may bloat a little um, for some bodies. Like not everyone's like that, but I know some people are like that. And that doesn't mean suddenly, oh, my gosh, you're you're unhealthy. You're ugly. You're disgusting. You fat pig. Like, no, you just ate pasta. Like that's 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 it. Like it, this person, she was um, she just finished eating, enjoying her meal. She's a good, like, her body's great. She's a pretty girl. And after she ate, she she's, like, giving a disclaimer, like, oh, man, my, my stomach's bloated, y'all. Oh, my gosh, my stomach. Like, she said, like, oh, my gosh. But she just said, like, my, stomach's, my stomach is bloated, and that's why it's, like, protruding. It, she's giving this explanation, and I'm thinking to myself, like, huh? <laughs> Who the fuck cares? Like, let me tell you a quick story. So, my man was over um, just the other day, and I was preparing him breakfast, okay? Turkey bacon is an interesting piece of food. Let me say, let me tell you why. It's not like regular bacon. 
It's not like regular bacon at all. Um, you know, with regular bacon, it easily crisp and it crisps in the right way. And it doesn't get burnt. If you don't, well, you know, if you're starting off, if you just started cooking and you're cooking bacon, like real bacon, pork bacon, pig bacon, then you may burn it the first few times. But ultimately, it's not a hard, a hard cook. With turkey bacon, though, it's just weird because it looks like a tongue. Like what type of, what is this? Anyway, I've learned to not cook my turkey bacon on the skillet because somehow, even if you put a little bit of oil or if you don't put oil, I don't know what it is, what is the trigger point, but it will pop. The turkey bacon will pop, right? And it's just like, you know, grease is random grease. Grease, I don't know if turkey bacon has grease, like natural grease. But it's like grease is popping. I got to clean up the top of my, you know, the top of the microwave at the bottom of it where there's that vent. I got to clean that up because there's so much popping going off from this damn turkey bacon. I had a Power XL all-in-one appliance, which included a grill, an air fryer, a slow cook. It was amazing until it wasn't, until it just like fell apart in less than a year don't have a warranty that was a dove but i threw that shit away like i don't keep shit like if i don't need it anymore like i'm quick to purge stuff um clothes items if i if it's of no use for me anymore i'm throwing it away i'll find something better and so i'm looking into getting the ninja foodie which i've been meaning to get anyway and i think i just copped out for the other appliance because it was just in my face and it was um, at that time it was a, it was inexpensive in comparison to the Ninja, but you know, I think if we just, for things like that, you just have to keep on like buying quality, which is what I'm noticing with everything in life. Like you have to have quality stuff in order for it to last long. Okay. Going back to this turkey bacon. So I decided to put the turkey bacon in the oven. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put it in the oven. And I've been doing that anyway, since I realized putting it on the skillet, it's not a good idea, and since I no longer have the Power XL all-in-one appliance, um, that's not an option. So I put it in the in the oven, and I put the timer on in the oven, and I let it be. Right? Well, me and my man were we're kissing, we're rubbing. It's it's a good time. It's a good time. And I think with, the thing is with the oven is that, you know, like after you put it on for like, okay, here's a timer for 20 minutes. Here's a timer for 15 minutes. However long you put it, it will let you know, hey, the time is up. It's been 15 minutes, okay? And it will keep on buzzing if you don't get up and cancel the timer, <laughs> like it will like which is really good though you know there's no burning down of this apartment which is great but it's just really annoying when you know he's kissing on my neck and I gotta get up and be like oh hold on I gotta I gotta just stop the timer <laughs> I gotta stop the timer anyway I decided okay well the the bacon is is done so I'm gonna take it out but I'm gonna cover it with the aluminum uh foil and then get back in bed. We're going to continue to what we're doing. Yay, right? <laughs> but I was automatically thinking that by the time we finish, because sometimes we take a long time to kind of, anyway, um, which is good, which is nice, because we t take our time. It's intentional. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> TMI. 
But anyway, I was thinking like, okay, when we're done, I'm going to have to probably put it back in the oven for maybe five more minutes or maybe seven minutes max to make sure that it's not cold when I serve it to him. So anyway, we it's an hour later, we finish, right? <laughs> an hour later, we finish. <laughs> I take my ass off. No. Um, anyway, the time goes by. Okay, we, you know, wash up, whatever. Um, I do what I said I was going to do, in my, like, that I said to myself that I was going to do with the turkey bacon. I put it in the oven for a few more minutes, and then the time goes off. I think I just put it only, like, for five minutes. The time goes off. I take it out the oven. Turkey bacon burnt. Turkey bacon is, it's not like, no, it was burnt. It was burnt. Like, there was some, like, non-burnt areas in it but it just wasn't what I would have served him with like I I'm not proud <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not like I'm so happy with this meal and how it turned out like but here's the thing you you know why it's burnt you you wouldn't stop hitting me from the back like you know it's not a surprise. Like, I don't have to, like, hey, I'm sorry. By the way, it got burned. You know, it's not, like, a surprise. We were in the middle of, you know, having fun. <laughs> of course, the turkey's going to get burnt, you know, because I, I decided to, like, put it back in the oven to make sure it's not cold. And anyway, the point of what I'm saying is when I served it to him, I played it up with other things that, you know, I know, I know that he would like. And he ate it, was thankful, and I was happy. But in my head, I'm like, oh, this wasn't the best. <laughs> it wasn't the best. Out of all the meals that I've served him, it, I wouldn't give that top top two. But I didn't serve it to him with a disclaimer. Right? I didn't say, hey, turkey's kind of burnt. The, the turkey bacon's kind of burnt. You know, I put in the uh, like I didn't give him an explanation. Hey, I put it in the oven for five more minutes because I didn't want it to give it to you cold. And when it was initially done, you know, we got back to having sex, and I just didn't want to mess up. It, I didn't want. Who the fuck has time for that? Like at that point, he's not even listening anymore. Like, okay, just give him a fucking plate, right? <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, he doesn't react like that to me, but I think he may be thinking that. Like, okay, just give me the. It's not a big deal. But I say all that to say, stop giving disclaimers. Like, it's obvious. Like, we know what happened, right? You you just ate a meal. Of course, your, your stomach is going to protrude, right, while you're wearing your bathing suit, right? I'm, I'm sorry you don't have this, like, perfect physique that don't shape into natural forms because you just finished eating a meal and your body is digesting it. Like, that's just, like, I would be kind of uh, concerned if your body didn't digest and your stomach wasn't resulting into that digestion by protruding because it's bloating. You know, so anyway, I still have to say, it's just insecurity, yo. Like, that's really, that's the end, that's the story. That's the end of it. I just... I find it so annoying, though. And I, I say that because, like, okay, sure. Like, why do you care so much? Like, it's her body. If she wants her body, her choice. My body, my choice. Shut up. Stop killing kids. Um, Sure, it's her body, her choice, right? 
the point of what I'm saying is, though, when it's time to be your full self, when it's time to be confident, right, that you try to that you think you're displaying the other times that I see you. Right. You you come off very um, confident and no one could tell me about me and I'm dope. Da, da, da. Like you come off very much like that. Right. And then when it's time to really be like that, when it's time to just really just be who you are and your whole essence, you're not. You're lying. You're being deceptive right now. Like, that's what I find to be an issue. That's what I find problematic. Like, why not show your ass? We're at a fucking pool party. Um, A couple of months ago, I was at work. A couple of months ago, only that time. No, no, no. But um, a couple of months ago at work, I was um, bombarded by two different people, two different colleagues of mine. Cool colleagues. Don't get me wrong. I know I talk about I talk, I talk shit about some of them. But <laughs> anyway, they came in. One, they came at separate times. <clears throat> one of them came in. He said, "Hey, um, is your Instagram private?" Or is it public? I'm like, oh, it's public. He said, oh, well, I think some of the students got wind of your Instagram and they saw a picture of you in your bikini and they were airdropping the picture around around the classroom in my class one time, he said. And I'm like, okay, like, okay, okay. Okay, yes. Oh, guilty, guilty of charge. Yes, that was me. I'm wearing a bikini. I know exactly what picture they're talking about. If you scroll down into my, because if you're listening, right, <laughs> hey, might as well. If you scroll down to my Instagram, that this was at a time, this was when I was in my old apartment, my first apartment here in Houston. I love that apartment. It was a great time. Um, but I love my apartment. I don't get me wrong. But anyway, I was in that apartment complex. The pool was outside, like outside. It wasn't a rooftop pool like this one here. I think I prefer a non-rooftop pool because I noticed with this rooftop pool, even though like, okay, cool, the aesthetic is like, ooh, it's rooftop. I still feel like it's just not the best because it's colder up top than it is, which is weird because don't they say, oh, heat rises? So maybe only heat rises when you're inside, when you're contained. Hmm, I don't know, my theory. But anyway, this pool at my first apartment here in Houston was out, um, was on the, the first floor, right, like right outside, right behind a particular apartment building. And I'm there with my friend and she's taking pictures of me because I'm like, I look fucking good. Hello, titties, it's titties is tittying. OK, I'm looking good. My hair was done. Um, it was braided up. Like, it, I look good, so I'm posing. And you can see my boobs. Like, of course I'm covered as far as, like, you don't see my whole, like, you don't see my nipples, but you see the crease of my boobs. Okay, hello? <laughs> hello. Anyway, I'm looking good. So I'm taking pictures, whatever, because I'm at a pool. And at a pool, what do you wear? A bikini, Right, I'm not wearing a full-on dress at a pool and going into the pool with that dress. That's the that's the difference of what I'm making. You know how you will wear a cover-up, um, <clears throat> going to a pool or a beach. That's fine. I get that. I do that too. It's just when it's time to go into the water, you take that cover-up off. Let your ass hang. Like, 
let it hang. Like, relax. I need. I like being around people who can relax. Relax. So what? Your 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 stomach is protruding a little bit because you just ate a meal. That's what it's supposed to do. Why are you giving me a disclaimer? So anyway, so um, this is one of my pictures on my Instagram, and I purposely decided to make my Instagram profile public a couple of months ago because I realized, you know what? Fuck everything else. Like, I want to have, I don't necessarily want to be an influencer per se, but the point is, is like I have a podcast, right? Um, I don't want my podcast page to be pro- uh, to be public and my private, my personal page to be private. Like, what am I what am I hiding? You know, my views are my views. My opinions are my opinions. And if you don't fuck with it, then you don't have to follow me. Like you don't have to be on my page. You don't have to like it. You don't have, you know, I don't want to, anyway, I I realized how I was like privatizing my page because I was doing it out of fear and whatever. And I wanted those who listen to my podcast and who may not know me personally, I want them to be able to easily have access to me and see me on my personal page on Instagram if they so choose to desire to do that. So that's why I did that. It's really a business move, okay? And I'm not changing it. So anyway, I decided to make it public a couple of months ago. And as soon as I made it public, I guess students just instantly find me. And that's the thing with kids nowadays. Like, it's a different world that we're in. Me growing up as a youngin, um, social media wasn't a thing until like MySpace came about, until like Yahoo Messenger, AIM Messenger, stuff like that. But it wasn't a thing to look up your teachers online because, oh, you could find them on this social media profile, like the platform. Like it wasn't a thing. So, and I wouldn't even care. Like many of my teachers were older. Like they weren't this young, vibrant pool of teachers that we have now like the teachers like this the students of today have it lucky like (laughs) I'm saying I'm serious like some of these teachers are probably two three four years difference um age difference of the seniors in that school I'm not saying that I condone teacher and student relationships right you know I'm talking about like over-the-line relationships. I'm just saying I I could understand. And I'm saying this, like, respectfully. <laughs> I don't condone, obviously, you fucking the third grader. Like, what the hell? Or raping, not fucking, because the third grader doesn't have consent. But the point is, you have fresh out of college, not even out of college. They may be doing, like, a fellowship in the field of teaching, and they're doing their fellowship at this school, at this real-life school, right, hands-on learning, it's field, you know, work, and wow, their student is just two years their junior? Of course they're fucking, what? What are we talking about? Like, there, it just, I know of a teacher, and she wasn't like, um, I don't know, how would you consider her? You know, sometimes we don't consider some teachers teachers, like, special ed teachers, I know they're teachers, but, like, some of them are, like, okay, you're really an assistant, or you're a paraprofessional, which is, like, an assistant, and that's what her role was, and she looked very young, honestly, I never knew her age, and she kind of had, like, this stink attitude type of, I don't know, like, some girls from Houston who are Houston-bred have this same attitude, like, very, very much unapproachable, don't smile, 
just look angry, you know, always have their lashes done, but could never put on a smile. Like, okay, I'm going to go this way. <sighs> anyway, um, she looked like that, and she looked awfully young. And I know I have a, lo- a young look as well. That's what I get all the time. I'm not saying that to brag, but <laughs> I do look young. <laughs> no, but um, thankfully, I- I'm grateful for that. But I do get that as well. But I- when I looked at her... She looked young. Too. I don't know. It just, there was something about her that just made her look young. But I'm sure she was definitely, like, at least 21. Anyway, she had a little something going on with the student, okay? And he wasn't um, a freshman. He was a senior. And I think he was 18 at the time. I think he actually turned 18, conveniently so, and they had a relationship. It obviously wasn't public to everyone else, but there was moments I did notice that, huh, that's interesting. Like she would, she was part of the special ed department and with special education, you are focused on a particular set of students who qualify for special accommodations to make them successful in the classroom. And so one of her students was this, was this young man who was a senior at the time. And he was, he's a handsome fella. I'll I'll give it to her. Look, (laughs) I understand. That's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying go for it. I'm not saying, hey, love is love. And it's, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, if you're 22 and your student is 18, that four-year difference really don't mean anything because had you met that, that person outside of school, right, you happen to be at a bar because, you know, 18-year-olds still be at bars. They have fake IDs for a reason. And you happen to meet him outside of school for the first time. And maybe you learn later on, oh, my gosh, he's a student. I don't know. I don't know how it started between them. But the point is that for you, like, we like to put, like, arbitrary numbers and rules upon things to justify why we shouldn't do it. Like, you shouldn't have young relationships. If you were, you know, this age, then you shouldn't be attracted to people of an older age. Like, What? what huh that's not reality reality is people have feelings people are are human beings right we have natural emotion and natural desires and again i'm not condoning um underage relationship that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying like if you're 22 year old if you're a 22 year old teacher and your student is 18 <laughs> Yo, this is a good time for me to have this conversation because I have left the profession. I have decided to not return, decline my offer letter and everything. And we'll talk about that maybe another time, maybe on this episode if I feel inclined to do so. But the point is, it is what it is. How did I get to this story? I don't know. But, um, ah, fuck, there was a reason why I brought this up. See, sometimes I need a co-host who can, like, keep track or, like, a producer who can keep track of me. I just be going off, but I hope you guys caught the correlation because I totally forgot it now. Going back to what I was saying originally, like if you're at, oh, okay, I think I remember. So yes, my colleague decided to tell me about this student who, and a bunch of other students who, who caught wind of my bikini pic and he's saying it like, oh my gosh, are you like, Ooh, do you want, what do you want me to do? I'm like, what? Not, I don't know. Like what the fuck? Nothing you can do about it. It, I'm, I'm busted. Oops. You caught me. I'm at a pool wearing a bikini. You caught me. 
You got all oh, lock me up. What? Okay. I'm at a pool party. You wear pool party clothes. I'm at a pool. You wear a pool party. You, you wear pool attire. I'm not going to walk here with my head down. I'm not going to be all ashamed. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be all uncomfortable. Like, you, like these kids think you don't have a life outside of teaching them. Fuck y'all. <laughs> no offense, no offense. But seriously, like, I have more of a life outside of this profession. Like, I, I, I carry more of an identity outside of this profession. Please don't get it twisted. I may be Miss Morenzi to you, but I'm a freak. I'm going to But the point is the point. Like, that is just so weird to me. Like, why? Like, why do you care? Like, why do you care what people may think? You know, why do you care what a student may think if you're wearing a bikini at a pool? You know, so bringing, going back to the pool party that I was just at, that I did have a good time at, I'm just pointing out these observations, is that you have people, like, really insecure as fuck. And will hide that. They will disguise it with this like excessive appearance of I'm confident, you know, no one could tell me about me. I'm that bitch. Yet when it's time to really be that bitch, you're not though. You're giving this you're, you're not though. You're not though. You're giving these disclaimers of why your belly is protruding, yet you just ate a meal. So what? what okay like it's just so it's just fun it's so weird I think also when you're around for example for me not to say I don't have my own insecurities I don't I'm kidding no not (laughs) not to say that at all like I mean physically I really don't I, I I don't mean to sound like a conceited person I really don't mean to sound like that but I do like my body I really do appreciate it for what it is um like I, I don't have this idea of perfection when it comes to my body. Like I, I think it's it's okay to have a bloat um, after, especially after you ate a meal, right? I, I think, or even certain times of the month for women, you know, we're more hormonal than men, and our period affects us in different ways for different for different women. So maybe maybe this month or next month. I'm going to feel um, more bloated than usual because my period's uh, acting different. Like, you know, it's just like is what it is. And I don't like to have to explain that. Like, why? Who the fuck are you? You know, like who? Like, I just I, I just don't I don't think about things like that. I just like I like to have fun. I like to be I like to enjoy the moment, especially for someone like me who does uh, who does try her best to be on top of her anxiety management, I don't like to allow myself to not have fun when it's a great opportunity to have fun. We're at a pool party. And I just, I love the water. I love the water. So why wouldn't I have fun? Why wouldn't I make the best out of it? You know, why wouldn't I enjoy myself? Like, I don't know. It's so weird. And I think, you know, I think some people are just like so just insecure. Like I, I remember having... I think some people are just so insecure with certain parts of their body, which is just, like, so strange to me. Um, I had a roommate who, a college roommate, who said, she never said that she doesn't like feet, but I could tell she doesn't like feet or doesn't like her own feet, particularly. I never seen her feet. When I, prom- I, I know. Like, how, how can that be, Maxine? You lived with her. 
I know. That is the weird thing. As soon as she got out the shower, she had these, like, socks that were not, like, regular socks that you'll just put it on to, like, dry up your feet. Or, like, there were slipper socks. That's what they were. Slipper socks. So, as soon as she got out the bathroom with her robe or her towel, she wasn't barefooted. She didn't put on flip-flops. She didn't put on um, slides. She just had these slipper socks the whole time. Whenever we went out or um, just, like, for whatever reason, went out to the club or went out to some spot on campus, she, even if, even if it was a nice, warm day outside, she had on shoes that closed, that was closed-toed. And I, I don't think I even saw the back of her foot. So the back of her foot was closed-toed. Um, or closed. Like, <laughs> and I just noticed that. I never asked her about it because I feel like sometimes when people, when you ask them about an insecurity, of course, it's going to be, it's not going to be an open conversation about it. Like, right? It's going to be met with some resistance. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like it. Like, go ahead, be insecure about it. That's, that's weird, but that's, that's you, right? But that's just so weird to me. Like, some people, some people just don't, don't like feet. I had a student tell me the other day talking about he doesn't like feet. He doesn't like looking at feet. He doesn't like, his own feet. I don't think he doesn't like it. He just doesn't like looking at it. He doesn't like just the idea of feet. Like, it's disgusting to him. Like, you walk on the floor with feet. Like, why would I look at it? Like, why would I like it? Type of, Like, that was his mindset. Like, what are you talking? Do you not wash your feet? Some people have that mindset. Like, oh, your feet is dirty, right? Because you're walking on it. You're not walking barefooted out in out in the dirty, muddy floor outside, in the dirty, muddy ground outside. You're not walking in a pig pen. No. What, what are you talking about? And when you're outside, you're wearing shoes, right, typically. Um, when you, like, what? Like, let your feet be, I don't know. That's just so weird to me. Like, I, I hate wearing shoes, to be honest. Every time I'm sitting down, I'm taking my shoes off. Especially if I'm like under a desk, my shoes are off. Um, I like playing with my feet. I love playing with my toes. I love when my toes are played on. I love touching toes. Well, not everyone's toes. I just touch my man's toes, and that's <laughs> it's not like a weird, but like there's no other reason why I'm touching your toes if you're not someone whom I'm intimate with, right? So the the point is like you have some people who are just so creeped out by body parts. Or by, like, certain body parts that shouldn't be, like, creeped out of. You know, some people, you know, I don't want you flashing me your dick. It's not like because I'm afraid of dicks. I just, that's rude, right? I, I didn't ask for that. But outside of that, um, <laughs> outside of that, your feet should be fine. I'm trying to remember why did I bring up that story of the teacher and the student? <laughs> why did I bring that up? <laughs> I don't know why I brought it up. Um, anyway, well, speaking of teachers and teacher relationships with students, this story came on my timeline, and it's actually an old story, which is interesting. But I've heard of different variations of stories of teacher and student getting into ver uh, violent, physical altercations. And I'm going to just read uh, through some of these facts about this case here. And this actually happened a couple of years ago. And as soon as 
the article loads, I'll tell you more about it. It's taking forever. There we go. Okay, so it's titled Elementary Principal Under Fire for Dragging Special Needs Student Through the School by His Ankles. Now, here's what I don't like about the title already. Here's... I think there's an oh, here go the agenda. I feel like I should get paid. How many times I say agenda? I should get paid. Not y'all. I should be the one getting paid. No. Um, special needs student. I that's put there in the title for a reason, right? To gain sympathy and to make the principal look like this awful human piece of trash, right? Basura. You know, just like oh, you you drag this this in incapable human being by his ankles now granted there really isn't an excuse an explanation a reason to justify dragging a child by his ankles I get that I get that but let's look at it in the nuance right um because I think sometimes we don't recognize that some kids are just bad as hell and I'm just, I'm just being very blunt and honest. And it's elementary, right? I'm not talking about, like, high school, you know, young adult age. Those kids are, you know, some of them are not the greatest either. But elementary type of students, that's a different type of, of, of patience that you need. And when I started my career in teaching, I started, yeah, I started elementary. I actually started, I did, like, a what is it volunteer work at a kindergarten or daycare it was actually a daycare to get volunteer hours upon my high school graduation so I technically started with daycare age kids and god bless all of the daycare teachers even kindergarten teachers child because I could not I could not I remember this little boy and his little girl, both of them, bad as hell. And it's like, oh, it's not the kids, right? It's their parents. It's their upbringing. You got to understand what happened to them earlier on in their life for them to be. I get that, but I also could still say, right? Remember how I always say two things can still be true. I could also say this kid is bad as hell, okay? This little boy would, like, instantly bully others, like, literally physically go after other kids, would cry out, call out when things aren't done his way, had no fucking manners. And granted, this is all a reflection of his parents or whoever is caregiving to him. Um, they obviously are failures, like right? They, they failed. They did a horrible job. But um, this is a result of that horrible, horrible job. And so this kid is now a bad kid because of that until the kid finally learns and, uh, you know, chooses to be better. But still, what still is true, the kid is bad as fuck. Okay, and I hated having to care for this kid. I'm sorry. I didn't care for the kid any less. Don't get me wrong. I didn't treat him any um, like any different when it comes to like, you know, giving him his snacks and making sure he has his blanket for nap time, stuff like that. That's, I was still treating him equally. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like some people you like, some people you don't like. And that includes kids. Like we have to stop acting like we like all kids. Kids are human beings. Just like your neighbor who's an adult is a human being and you may like your neighbor, you may not. That is the same for kids. Like not all kids would you like. I don't like all kids. 
You think I like all of my students? Girl, I don't know. Let's just be fucking honest here. I don't. Like, and it's okay. I, though I may not like you, though our energy may not match, I'm still going to do my best to to serve you as your teacher, right? As your your caregiver for these eight hours that I have you, um, you know, in the school day. But other than that, I don't fuck with you like that. No, and I, I I'm happy and not my kid, right? I'm happy and not my niece or nephew because goddamn, I hate you. <laughs> okay, so what happened? A school board in Tennessee recommended that an elementary school principal be fired this week after surveillance video showed her dragging a special needs student through the hallway by his ankles. Uh, What happened was that in a school board meeting on Thursday, board members voted five to two to pass a recommendation for termination um, for this principal. Yada, yada, yada. They deemed it as unprofessional conduct. And um, it was unbecoming of a member of the teaching profession. It was insubordination and neglect of duty. (sighs) And I feel sorry for this principle. I really do. I think a lot of things must have happened to have led her to feel like I have no choice but to drag this kid, right? Who knows the backstory? And when I read this article, there was no backstory given. Like, what happened and some, some people may say, well, there's no need for a backstory. You should never. Sometimes you got to drag a kid by his ankles. What are we talking about? Yes, yes, there is a backstory. When I was working with um, daycare students and you had that bully kid that I was talking about physically assaulting other kids, making other kids cry, I wasn't talking him out of it. <gasps> hey, buddy, you need to put your hands, you know, keep your hands to yourself. Hey, little man, that's unbecoming of a young man. No, no, no. I had to physically restrain him. I had to physically lift him from one location to the other because I need to um, to bridge separation between students because this kid was a badass kid. And I wasn't a male teacher, obviously, but there was times when he was in the bathroom slinging his dick around, his pee-pee around, Okay, peeing on other kids like a fucking disaster he was. But I couldn't do anything for that part. I had to um, have my my male colleagues come in and handle that. But the point is, like, sometimes you have to be physical with these kids. Sometimes I'm not saying you got to whip them. I'm not saying you got to throw them against a wall. But I'm saying I understand. (laughs) I'm saying I get it. I'm saying, hey, shit happens, and we'll talk about it afterwards, but it's unfair that this principal got terminated, and now it's on her record, and if she wanted to continue teaching or continue in the education field at all, she is now barred from doing so. That's fucked up. Fuck this kid. Man, you know, man, I just look... Look, I think it's really fucked. I really do. So half of the board, well, most of the board members agreed upon this. But the two people who did not, basically, their stance was, like, it's unfair that this this principal got terminated. And, you know, she was saying how, she, she said verbatim, I think it's disgusting, and I'm sure our teachers deal with problems like this every day, have a chill down their back today, and they're looking for more jobs. Um, what she meant was, let me go back to the beginning of that quote. She said, not one of us on this board have spoken. Oh, there we go. So she said the person who voted against firing this principal for dragging this special needs kid, 
um, the, the special needs student from the hall in the hallway. She said, not one of us on this board have spoken to Ms. Campbell. We don't know the background of this student. We don't know what his issues were. I think it's disgusting, and I'm sure our teachers that deal with problems like this every day have a chill down their back today, and they're looking for more jobs. And I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with it because I feel like, you know, we're so, like, non-teachers, um, like people who have other jobs and who are maybe parents themselves or may not have kids, but they had this idealistic view and idea of what a teacher should be at all times. Like, you know, a teacher should never have a bad day. A teacher should never have a bad attitude. A teacher should never have just, uh, you know, raise her voice, his or her voice to the students. You know, there's no justification for that, and there's no understanding for that. Like, no, spend Spend a day, not even, not even a full day, spend a half a day at a school, okay, and look at the environment that you're in, okay? You can't tell me an adult, no matter how chill and relaxed and calm and collected that adult is, eventually that chill and calmness that the adult may have on the regular, that's that typically weans away, okay? And now you're battling with your mental health, okay? You're at this job where every day you're dealing with students. I'm not saying that's my experience. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, this is what I've seen. And this is what I, I have experienced in some ways. I haven't, not necessarily regularly, but I understand how a teacher could have his or her wits, be at his or her wits end. I can understand how it could get so explosive. You've done every other invasive method. It doesn't work. You've um, called and contacted their parents. Parents don't give a fuck. <laughs> Ain't no parents. Parents? Who's my parent? I don't know my dad. I don't know my mom. Like, you have these cases where the parents are not active at all in their child's lives. And you have to deal with this every day. You've gotten in education to deal with this shit every day oh fuck this shit you know and then when you look at this case in particular again nowhere in this article does it show or tell or paint the story of what took place an hour or two hours prior to the principal deciding to drag this kid what if this kid was physically attacking another kid huh what if this kid had i don't know the, and the kid was like wailing on the floor and didn't want to leave the classroom after being asked several times to to leave the classroom you know go to the principal's office or johnny you can't lay on the floor in class you have to seat up you have to sit on your chair like a big boy right you got to talk like that to these fucking kids but they don't know how to be respectful in return right so now you have this kid wailing around distracting other students doesn't want to get up. He knows that if he gets up and sit up and stand up, he's going to lose, quote unquote. It's a game. It's all a fucking game, unfortunately. He's going to lose the game, right? You know, he gave in to what the teacher wanted. So, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna be more of an asshole. I'm going to lay on the floor, and you're not going to move me. You're going to tell me anything, motherfucker, right? Oh, I'm not? Okay. I'll drag you from the floor. That's what I think happened. They probably asked this young boy, hey, you got to get up. Get up and walk with me. We're going to the office. Get up and walk with me. We're going to call your mom to pick you up right now. Right? And what happened instead? The kid probably did not 
want to get off, get off from the floor. You know, he's wailing around, knocking, you know, he's, he's using his pencil. And I'm literally making up the story right now, but this is what I think could be, um, could have been the case. He's probably knocking kids, um, ankles with his, his sharp ass pencil, right? Kids are like, ow, ow, Johnny's hitting me again. Miss Jones, Johnny's hitting me again. Johnny don't give a fuck because he's, he's an asshole, right? Johnny's not listening to anybody else. He's not getting up because, again, he will lose the game. So you know what? I'm going to drag you off the floor. Oh, you don't want to get up, Johnny? Oh, you don't want to get up? Okay, I'll drag you from your ankles and we're going to go somewhere else because you're disturbing other students from their learning. No, there isn't a better way. Like People like to say... And it's funny because I, at the, at the start of the school year, I led a professional development session talking about, like, least invasive ways to reign control in your classroom, right? <laughs> and you have me, the irony, right? The irony, you have me here right now talking about, I get it, you know? Because, again, you can only do so much, right? You could do all of the great methods of least invasive ways to to, um, you know, g- gain control and authority in your classroom that is non-combative. I get that. And most of the time, the, it does work. Don't get me wrong. It does work. I just think there are the, these outliers where you're in a situation and a student is just being a fucking dick for whatever reason. Oh, he has ADHD. Oh, well, if you stop, you know, injecting steroids into him by way of a prescription – Maybe Johnny wouldn't be wailing on the floor like that. Get our kids off of drugs, huh? Maybe he'll sit up one time and pay attention to the lesson so that he'll understand and know how to write a a constructive paragraph, huh? Oh, but we can't because he has ADHD, and because of this diagnosis, he's now taking this prescription, which is making him tired and agitated all the time, which is why he's on the floor wailing around like a fucking dolphin, Get get this kid out of my class. Drag him. Fuck this kid. And he probably has a history of violent behavior. Like, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. I, I see none of that in this article. I see no violence. Um, I see no description of the kid. I get it's a minor, right? You can't say that, but you can still say, hey, uh, student A has a history of violent behavior. Um, record uh, with the record of yada yada yada, right? It, it dates back to his seventh grade year at the school, and like I'm sure there's like it's not some good ass kid who's getting dragged by the ankle. Typically, you may have done something to have provoked this, maybe, huh? You ever thought about that? So screw this board, screw the what is it, the Tennessee. Uh, school board y'all are foul for this fuck this job like I, I feel like principal helen campbell the the principal who who dragged this young kid <laughs> i feel like he should be like fuck this job fuck all of y'all i'm gonna sue y'all this there has to be a case i know it's probably hard for her to maybe find a legitimate defense that she could use in the court of law but there has to be something there has to be something that she could use to to win money from this because at this point 
Her teaching career is over. If she wanted to even continue it. Her teaching her teaching career is over and now she has to figure something else out. Nah, she got to sue these motherfuckers. Fuck them. Fuck all of them. <clears throat> Fuck all of them. Okay, let's talk about LeBron James and his son. So LeBron James was recent no, his son. I don't know his son's name. I don't feel I don't feel like looking it up. Who cares? Anyway, his son is of high school age. And this happened a couple of weeks ago, but I was like thinking about talking about it, but I was like, I don't know if I really care about it, but I'm just going to talk about it because I know I've talked a lot about interracial relationships or dating um, and black men, some black men seeming to go with more non-black women than they are with black women and like the normalization of that or the pressure of that. I think that is definitely just a just a topic that keeps going, right? It's a continuous topic. Um, so LeBron James' son was at his high school prom, and I don't know how old he is. I think he's probably 17 or 18. He's close to graduating high school age, so that that age. Anyway, so there's this picture of him and his date, who is this blonde-eyed, fair-skinned white woman. Pretty girl, pretty girl, and it's a really pretty... Very cute um, prom picture, and uh, LeBron, uh, his so LeBron James' son, he, his sister, who's like she has a big personality. I think she even has her own Instagram page, but she's a young girl, and she has these like interesting faces that she does, these like natural faces that shows her expression on something, and um, there's this photo of her like of a wider how do I explain it like photography voice like you know how you have a background in a picture that's blurred out and the forefront picture is the focus point anyway that's how the picture looked like you have the daughter she's looking at the camera like oh oh like look at this I the subtext really is oh, we're pointing out the fact that LeBron James' son is going to prom with a white girl, right? And so the young girl, the daughter, LeBron James' daughter, is making a facial reaction that's funny and that gives that subtext, while in the background you see LeBron James' son and this white girl posed and, you know, close together um, for this prom picture. So, um, there's a lot of like this conversation around it because you have LeBron James who will talk a lot about like, you know, black lives mattering and like, you know, being like this pro black and, you know, talking about black affairs and, um, his wife is black or yeah, I think, yeah, they're married. His wife is black and all of that. So now you see his son with a a non-black person, a white girl, (sighs) At this point, in this stage of my life, let's just make it very personal. At this point, in this stage in my life, I am choosing to not care anymore. Like, I am choosing to not get so flustered when I see black men with white women and non-black women overall, right? Um, so whether it's a white woman or an Armenian woman or in... Um, Hispanic woman like uh, at this point okay nigga go ahead do you like I I just 
it is what it is, you know, and I just feel like at this point in my life, I'm choosing peace. And because of this decision that I made internally, I don't even care to see the big deal about it. And I was even justifying it in my head like, well, look, maybe at his school, he is surrounded by a lot of white girls. Like maybe at his school, there aren't many black girls available or maybe the few that are available he's just maybe they're not cute like maybe they're maybe they're gay maybe they're goth like and he doesn't like goth style girls like I think there's like some viable reasons why he shows up with a white girl I really do it's not to say that there aren't black girls who aren't pretty and who aren't in a prestigious school like LeBron James son is I'm not saying that but I'm just saying uh where are they like I don't (laughs) do you know where they are because I don't I don't see them I see more white girls there I see more white girls in those types of schools so I'm not even surprised by that so it honestly it's in alignment with what I would expect like I understand why why there is more of a just a percentage of black men who are in an environment where it's predominantly white happen to have a white girlfriend and it took me a long time to get to this point in my life honestly it really did but once I took my own personal hate out of it I just saw it for what it was like it's about proximity it really is like you don't typically go out of your way to be with someone who just looks optically, um, politically correct. Oh, I'm going to, because I'm LeBron James' son, I'm going to go to prom with a black woman. Like, it, what? Like, you think he's even thinking about that? Like, I don't think it's even, I honestly, I don't find it intentional as far as to make, the black girls all over the world feel inadequate because they see that. I don't, I just, I just stop taking it so personal. There's a comedian that I follow on social media who I had on this podcast at like months ago. Um, we talked about narcissism. So check that podcast out. If, if you know, you know, I don't, whatever, you'll find it if you really want to. But the point is, um, I follow her on social media and she's, she's very much so, and the reason why I'm not saying her name right now, because I don't want it to come off like I'm talking shit about her. So I'm not gonna say her name, but if you find out who it is based off of going back to previous episodes and finding an episode that talks about narcissism, then you got it right. Anyway, I follow her on social media and If you know this comedian, you know that she's very much of a, and I hate to say it, but she's like this like angry black woman trope, like really much. She's that living representation, manifestation of an angry black woman. Like she just, uh, you know, of the belief that black men don't protect black women, of the belief that black men don't like black women, hate black women, like just like, you know, it's just very strange. Um, and it's like very, um, visceral with her. Like it comes from her gut. And, um, so recently she was talking about this picture of LeBron James, LeBron James son and him deciding to go to prom with this white girl. 
And she was saying how when she was growing up, she went to a predominantly white school as well. And she said that still is not an excuse or reason why he couldn't have found a black girl to go with. Because for her, she said, growing up in her predominantly white school, there was still one, there was still some black guys there that she could have went to prom with that she did go to prom with instead of going with a white guy. And I feel like that's, here's the thing with that, though. You have more so black women more loyal to the idea of black families, right, of of marrying a black man and having of, and having that image of where this black family, this is black love and yada, yada, yada. While, unfortunately, that is not always reciprocated. It really isn't. You know, sometimes black men who are, and I'm going to focus it primarily on black men in predominantly white areas, they don't go out of their way. Like, they're not going to go out of their way to find a black girl just so they can make sure black girls feel accepted by him. Like, they don't they don't really look at it like that. Like, they really don't. And I think by nature, women are more loyal. You know, we're more loyal just naturally, but we're definitely more, we're definitely more loyal when it comes to being committed to the idea of black love and the image of black love and so her she was making this excuse like well I went to a predominantly white school and I still went to prom with a black man okay so like but were you attracted to this black man like wait did you just like pick him because you was just naturally so loyal to the idea of black love and black relationships that you decide to just go with this black man even though you may not have been attracted to him like what if he was more attracted to this white guy in sixth period you know why didn't you just go ahead and date him like I think sometimes we have this pressure upon ourselves and this is crazy for me to say this right because you know I have been much of a black love proponent you know you know you would never catch me with a white man look shit happens I I just think in this circumstance with LeBron James' son, I don't feel like it's a knock to black girls. I don't think we should put ourselves in this in this narrative. Like we have nothing to do with this. And yet this 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 comedian who like I was just talking about, she just she makes it so personal. She takes everything as a dig, like well, you know, you know what message they're trying to show us and yet and you know, I'm big on I'm big on um, recognizing the hidden agendas behind certain images that we see in the public eye, in the media. You know, I think all of that is absolutely real. Don't get me wrong. I just think sometimes we have to detach our feelings from things. And once we detach our feelings from things, we get to look at things logically we get to look at things rationally and we get to calm the fuck down just like just calm down like if he wants to go out to prom with his white girl who he may just have a crush on maybe he doesn't have any black girls in his class schedule maybe he has to go out of his fucking way to meet this to meet a black girl at his school maybe the few that are at his school are corny as hell like maybe like all those things could still be true like you know i just i don't know like we have to stop letting this pressure from society to to be a certain way, to look a certain way, to get in the way of our choices, get in the way of our personal choices. Because ultimately, 
if you are unhappy with whom you are laying in bed with, but hey, you did it because it looks good to society, then you're just a loser. Like that's that's all I could really say. You're just a loser. Remember this guy in college, in undergrad. Oh my gosh, I was so. Oh my gosh, he was like this like a god, literally. Like he just looked like a, a god. Like, from the mythical, t- like, he's a black man, but he just looked like, like his, I've never seen a back like his before at that time. Like, I just never seen niggas like him before. Like, never. And he's a black American man. Like, I just never, like, that type of caliber of a man that I, that, that he was at the time, like, when I saw him, I never was exposed to that prior to seeing him. So I was just so taken aback. And when I was looking at his back one time, and he was a football player, beautiful like crest smile like crest crest toothpaste smile um very approachable very ha- like very handsome young man and um but yeah he's you know a couple years like i like my i like my men a little older <laughs> i don't know i guess i have a history of older guys <laughs> i'm just now like putting two and two together by the way he was i don't think yeah i was a freshman he was a junior yeah junior in, in college and so yeah so he was just like very very attractive um, we started talking and I remember he was talking about his ex and naturally, of course, I'm assuming that he's talking about a black girl, like a black woman. And, um, I didn't ask like, Oh, is your ex? Oh, what's her ethnicity? What's I just automatically assume that your ex is black. Like, what are we talking about? Huh? And again, you have to keep in mind, I'm this young girl coming from Boston whom I've only seen for the most part same race relationships i only seen black men with black girls um and if they weren't black then they were Verdean. but even though that's still black they don't consider themselves black they like to other themselves which is another whole thing but anyway i just assumed that he was with his, his ex was a black woman i got to facebook because facebook was still facebook at the time before instagram took over and i got to facebook i'm like oh let me just kind of look look him up right so I go on Facebook I'm looking at previous pictures and I'm seeing some pictures of him and this white girl I'm like oh he's he's taking a picture with a fan like because I did remember him telling me that he was like this big time football player back in his um his country no back in his town and I forgot where he came from but either way I learned that he came from a town that was mostly white um, I think he actually came from Connecticut. Yeah, he, I want to say, no, either Connecticut or Florida. But some area in Florida, is, in Florida is, I guess, predominantly white. Either way, he grew up in a neighborhood that was predominantly white, like literally predominantly white. So his high school, elementary years, just growing up, he sur- was surrounded with white girls. And I'm like, okay, wait, that's not a fan. That's that's an actual that's his ex I was so taken about and instantly I just I had this disgust growing growing up um against him and I'm like really this nigga da, 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 he's a coon I, I was so quick to have that reaction that you know this comedian that I was just talking about has um to this day but now looking back at it I should have just looked at it the way that that I'm looking at it now like well look he's it's about proximity. Like, it just is what it is. Naturally, who you see next to you, you may grow an attraction for 
or you may grow a desire for because you see that person more, right? In comparison to seeing a black girl. And it just is what it is. Like, I don't think it was an intentional, I'm going to perp. And that's, and that's what I was like so, it, so quick to believe that idea of like, oh, um, you know, he's with white girls or he only likes white girls because he hates black women and he doesn't like his mama. And I was so quick to give that assessment. Like that was the assessment. That was the finality. You can't tell me nothing. You hate your mom. That's why you don't date black women. Cause you hate your mom. It is like, <laughs> no bitch. I just grew up with a lot of white girls around me and we just vibe, you know? And it just is what it is. And I think I just have to um, just like I think we all just need to detach, detach from feeling so personally affected and attached and attacked as well. Like, oh, because this black man is dating this black, this, this white woman, I'm attacked. Like, what does that have to do with you? It doesn't. Right. It doesn't. So that is all really like just I, I think I've grown so much. Who would have known? Who would have known? Maxine is understanding, and yeah, I'm I'm accepting of black men dating white women. It is it it just is what it is. Do what makes you happy. Like I, at the end of the day, like I can't be all oh well, you hate your mom. No, I just fucking know this white girl, and she happened to be nice to me, and. I don't know. We just grew liking each other. It just is what it is, dog. It is what it is. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, I hope you had a great weekend. Continue to support this podcast by telling a friend, sharing it on social media, sharing it with your friends via text. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. So check that out. Remember to leave a review on any platform that you listen to this podcast on. That surely helps our well, my podcast. Um, so I definitely appreciate that. I'm noticing more reviews left on Apple Podcasts. So shout out to y'all for doing that. And I'm so grateful for the reviews that you're leaving. So please make sure you are leaving a review on any of the platforms that you listen to this podcast on and not just leave a review, but like give me, if you feel so kind to, um, five stars and yeah, also leave a, a quick little comment like, Oh, I love this podcast for, you know, however you want to say it, but I really appreciate everyone who's been, who's been doing that continue to support, um, however you can. And if you want to check out more content, uh, content, you could check out our Patreon. I guess I'm saying our, I mean, it's really just me. <laughs> professional like oh it's our it's me it's me um but i'm grateful again for every listen thank you so much and i will check in with you guys on friday peace thank you for tuning in to another episode of god built this podcast with your host maxine be sure to leave a review give me five stars and of course subscribe also follow god built this podcast on instagram at god built this pod god bless